the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Sunday nights, 8 to 9, give us a call if you care to participate. 312-642-5600. Tough week for the Republican Party. Any way you slice it, and I've been listening to all of the spin, back and forth, from television to talk shows. I'm watching all the Sunday shows, and everyone starts off with the lead question, which is similar to, uh, when did you stop beating your wife? How, how do you interpret Trump's loss, is the way the question has been phrased by all of the pundits. And it's hard to defend... The uh, this last week, it really is from Pelosi, and you lost to this drunken stumble bump. She can barely form a sentence. Um, she's a hundred years old. She is a radical, money bundling fraud, de tutte frauds, and I think it was a thirty-five day loss when you had so much opportunity. And I kept waiting for the creativity of Donald. Because he can be creative. The, you know, after all, he is the creator of the exculpatory clause. But he can, he could have maybe, I was hoping he would tell the Republicans, listen, Mitch, um, people aren't getting paid. Why, don't, why doesn't the GOP set up a fund at 0% interest to give every employee um, an interest-free loan till we can get through this, until I can achieve it? I was hoping for some innovation, some different spin. But instead, he ran with the mantra. It reminds me of just, he just kept going to his left, even though he couldn't uh, hit the layup. And it was crazy to me to watch it. You didn't think you'd get a sports analogy out of me, did you there, Macbeth? I never do. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy to watch it. It was sad. It was sad to watch it. It was sad to go through it. It was nauseating to listen to the Republican interpretation from his chief of staff to Sarah Sanders um, to the radio show people, who I love, by the way. You know, we're going to get to a, a Gallagher interaction later. Yeah, that was a reaction to Sarah Sanders, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's, that's how he wanted it. Actually. It was. And then the Stone debacle. Now, well, here's... Alleged, allegedly stoned. <laughs> I'm saving you, Sean. Here is the problem with, with Roger Stone and Manafort and all of these guys that Trump should have identified years ago as scumbags. And it's... Well, it's, it's, it's like Mom always said, if you hang with the wrong kids... Yeah. You're going you're gonna to be pointed out for the wrong thing. And Roger Stone is the wrong kid on many levels. I mean, not just because he walks around in that Colonel Sanders costume. Well, his I yearly mean, best and worst dress list is, uh, is also a travesty. First of all, can we get away from hair plugs? 
Let us stop no. trusting people with hair plugs. I got a Biden clip if too. If you want to double to, down, if you're willing to wear a toupee or put plugs in your hair, then dye them blonde. Sorry, you're not going to get part of the concierge. You're not going to be my inner circle. No, you know what? That's why I always respected Trafficant, James Trafficant from Ohio. Just um, go with it, baby. He, he, yeah, he wasn't trying to fool you. He just didn't want to look bald. And, and he this, made sure that you knew, though, that that thing was either a dead animal or a hairpiece. And the saddest part are these these Soviet corrupt retreads, whether they're Little Dick Durbin, whether they're Bram Stroker's Dracula in uh, Chuck Schumer, or whether it's I Can't Feel My Face Nancy Pelosi, who... I'll tell you, do you have that clip ready? This is Nancy Pelosi, Wednesday, uh, just hours before. Conference of Mayors, is it? Conference of Mayors. Hours before the cave-in to where she is now claiming, and it's hard to defend, that she didn't completely get what she wanted. No, I think she did, and she might have already known it at this point because she was very... um, Think she was already celebrating? She might have been. Allegedly, Allegedly might have been, maybe, perhaps. This is who you lost to. Go ahead. Thank you, Tom Cochran. That's an applause line. (laughs) I'll let you know. The American people elected a House majority that would... That's an applause line. (laughs) Not for everybody, maybe. And we will strengthen our democracy by passing the Equality Act. That is an act to end discrimination against LGTB community. There you go. With strong border security initiatives. This will be our 10th vote. Do you want to see? Let's hear it for border security. (laughs) Let's hear it for border security. There are two challenges, uh, well, actually three, that I want to just close with. And that are the, these are the, these, here they are. (laughs) We have to think in a very drastic way about this. We must embrace innovation. Inclusion. We have to just establish your your model that you have put forth here today. Uh, we're have coming huh? back to it here. Just huh? <laughs> you know it. Infrastructure, uh, innovation, inclusion. She's not saying words. No, those aren't real words. Those are Foster Brooks. She's drunk. All she needs is that fake belch in there. Yeah. You know what? We were talking about this before, and we were speculating as to what might have happened. And I thought maybe muscle relaxants with a little bit of whiskey. Um, But it could be something else. You're not going to win every fight. As a guy who stuck his face in a lot of places that didn't belong, you can't win every one. Right. But if you're going to lose... Make it to somebody superior than you. The idea that the nation, and here's the idea. You want to know what's funny? Is the DACA kids, all these, which we think they shouldn't have never have existed. Obama wrote the law. They were offered citizenship. They lost. The immigrants that Trump was willing to give amnesty to, they lost. So really, a, a majority of Democrats lost. But moreover, we, the American people, lost. Because when you lose to this kind of incompetence, You set the tone that this is now the standard, that this woman who is clearly, I I, I mean, you want me to believe she's the smartest person in the room or is she just an iron fisted stumble bum who was able to keep the step and fetch Democrats in line because it is party first with them. And it is it is the idea that they don't have to necessarily agree with the mission, because for the record, I think there's something like 50 Democrats who have voted in the last bill for the for the secure the fence or fence security bill that was passed when Obama was president. 
And they just, those Democrats, there was only Manchin was the only one to vote for the wall. And it's outrageous to me that we live in a world where 90% of the heroin, we know where it's coming from. And rather than fix the, the core issue, they want to just get pulled off into this debate as if there is a debate for the parents of the kids who are drug addicted. As if there is a debate for the south side of Chicago, which is a war zone due to drug turf war. And the idea that Democrats are willing to wallow in this failure to pretend it's a political issue versus a life and death issue that's really affecting America shows you how we are going to consistently lose. Because this is a big one, baby. Because the only thing they're ever going to agree with on Donald Trump is the money spending. Because as I was listening to some buffoon from the Sun-Times on Flannery Fired Up talk about the shutdown as if it was a whim of of a president to shut down the government without talking about what is a shutdown. How many people out there know what a shutdown really is? This isn't about Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump fighting over a toilet seat up or down. This is about debt and spending and the and the ridiculous uh, trajectory of our nation that has put us into a financial situation of bankruptcy. We just don't want to admit it. And the fact that what this is what won is irresponsible, fiscal irresponsibility and fiscal deceit by the government on its people. Let's go to Jim in South Elgin. Jim, thank you for uh, calling the show. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I would uh, ask you to be a little patient, I think, what Trump is doing. Oh, Jim. Going... Jim, don't give me this patience in the eye of defeat BS that I've been listening to since this guy was running. It's a loss. Patience. What patience? The beat goes on. Well, the debt okay. goes on. The, and by the way, the State of the Union, that's off too. You know why? Nancy said it. So don't give me this four-dimensional chess. This guy couldn't find his derriere with both hands. But go ahead. You tell me where I'm wrong. Well, I, I always tell my friends, don't sell Trump short. You know, just, yeah. okay. you know, he's dealing with the swamp. You know, and unfortunately, uh-huh. a lot of the Republicans you mean don't like Roger Stone? Him. You mean like Roger Stone, that swamp guy? That's the swamp. That's the guy that put the hose in and filled up the swamp. And that's Trump's guy. Or maybe Paul Manafort. Well, but see, but, but see those people, Trump let all those people go. Oh, and all, plus, all this other stuff occurred after, you know, suppose any Russian collusion occurred. I don't believe there was Russian collusion. So this collusion. is all part of the whole thing. I, I, I don't believe there was Russian I understand Russian your feeling, but I would just ask you, just give him a little more time. Okay, well, we're two years in and change. How much time we need? Do I have to, do I have to vote uh, for Three him? weeks. Oh, we'll give him three weeks. All right, three weeks is fair. Put Jim down for three weeks in the pool of failure. Thank you, Jim, for calling the show. I'm sorry, Macbeth, but this idea that I have to ignore my lying eyes time and time again versus recognize and correct. See, because here's the thing. You didn't have a plan. You know what's obvious about this shutdown? He didn't have a plan. Because you know what he did? Nothing. The only thing, and, and, and we, we took advantage of when he not, didn't let him go to uh, Brussels shopping. You think she's going? I say Nancy leaves by the, the three weeks Jim wants to give him. Liberty Hour, 312-642-5600. I don't know what we're yelling about! This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody give him more time, huh? Ah, that's going to be the plan. Just I'm going to I'm gonna give you a little bit more time. To um, stop hitting the mic? If you hit that mic stand one more time, there will be a <laughs> yeah. very slow, painful, uh, and go. celebrated decapitation yeah, you lay, on your life. Last 30 page. seconds. Mike in Plano. How are you, Mike? Plano. Plano. How are I'm you? I'm doing good, Sean. Hey, listen, you know, I, you're 100% right. 
Trump didn't need to shut the government down to fight for the wall. That speech he gave on Friday, he could have given that a month ago. Say, yeah, I'll sign a three-week CR. I'll give you time to come up with a deal. If you don't, I'll declare a, a national emergency. And you know what? He didn't. You know what he did, Mike? To me, to, he lost. He locks himself down to that. But he red lost line the and... principle of what a shutdown is. And now yeah. I've got Georgie Stephanopoulos running around, <laughs> and I've got all these buffoons running around. I got some dimwit on Flannery fired up talking about how it's break him. down the politics, <laughs> smoke out the spin. How it's his whim. Listen, here's my point, Mike. You have the opportunity right now to say I didn't shut down. Shut down the government? Me? Absolutely. You know who shut down the government? Paul Ryan and the idiot Republicans. Every every congressperson who doesn't understand how government works, everybody who commits to spending more than we ever should on everything, you had the opportunity to take the American people by the hand and say, look at how much money we are wasting. And the fact that we have to shut it down isn't my choice. It's because you hit a limit of spending that you cannot afford. Yeah. We are at a debt, Mike, that is, if we talk to our grandfathers about this kind of debt, they would lose their mind. They were ready to go to war over half a billion dollars. That's how Barry Goldwater yep. started. Half a billion was the debt, and the citizens were freaked out. We are very comfortable with deficits in excess of a trillion dollars as long as they give us our little tidbit. And the reason is the people are corrupt. They're all corrupt. Look at Illinois. It's the perfect example. You're all corrupt. You just want in on it. And that's why you sit idly by as Bill Daly goes on Flannery and pretends to be the new sheriff in yeah, town. He's, he's a reformer. I mean, you cannot write this <laughs> stuff. It's amazing. This is Saturday yeah, Night Live. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather have a shutdown fight over the budget. And the reason he shut it down is because he got pressure from his uber-nationalist base, like Ann Coulter and Michael Savage. Bingo. Michael it- Savage called on him to shut down the government, then a couple weeks later told him to open the government back up because he was losing the battle, and then when Trump finally did open the government back up, he attacked him over it. I didn't I even know Savage was still alive. Savage is alive? I huh. don't know. I, would have, I thought Abe Vogoda. Him and Abe Vogoda, I get be confused sort of, all the time. It, it could be uh, Alex Jones uh, paying somebody to Mike, like, make deep fake you know, I love you when you call the show, buddy. Thank you very much. I appreciate yep. it. And I agree with you. I'm in total agreement with you. But the main thing is, are the Republicans in agreement over the issue? And the answer is no. No, because they're not concerned about the issue. Because they love it. Yeah. Do you understand? This is their strength. Look at us all running around. The fact that the issue exists is key. Everybody lost because they're going to continue the financial crime we call the government. It's a financial swindle, brother. You know, go back to something Mike said. We said, you know, he doesn't mind a shutdown if it's a fight over the budget. But what he's doing there is buying into the nonsense because every shutdown is inherently a fight over the budget. If you (laughs) characterize it as something else and you have some other narrative over it, the budgetary argument goes out the window. And you know, this was about a wall and not about the actual numbers, not about the budget. See, and to me, and you have conservatives saying, hey, we need to spend an extra six to nine billion dollars on a public works project. But Everybody's me, it, Roosevelt all a, of a sudden. Well, here's to me. To me, it's about the issue of Congress and their inability to stay within the parameters of their obligation to the American people, which is spend the money they take in. What you have here is the idea that this is now the norm, that every six months, government will just increase what it spends regardless of what it takes in. Right. And I think a lot of people don't realize that we have, you know, of all the taxes that we take in every year, they barely cover Social Security and Medicare. Here's the nice thing about Oprah Winfrey. Everything else is borrowed, pretty much. Oprah Winfrey only gave away her money. 
She didn't give away your money. Yeah. These idiots give away our money. Everybody lost. But if Oprah was in that position, she'd be giving away your money. All the Democrats, we won. Hey, stupid. Not only didn't you win, you're a bigger slave today than you were yesterday because we let the beat go on. This is not about a wall. This is about financial irresponsibility and what what is truly the opposite of what Congress is supposed to do. So uh, you are supposed to watch my money, stupid. Are you hoping uh, they come to some deal or are you hoping it shuts down again in three weeks? This is a Ponzi. (laughs) It's a joke, dude. Here's the shell game. The money's going up. To, let's here. Let's. I remember when Barack Obama was president, and it was the Democrats at the time who said, "Come on, are we really going to pretend we had a, we have a debt ceiling?" And you know something? Right. The Republicans went crazy. The Tea Party. What are you crazy? Now you know what the Tea Party does. They do what Jim does. Yeah. Oh, come on, just give him three more weeks. Are you out of your mind? We're we're at a debt of twenty three trillion that they admit to. In the meantime, they're fudging the books of what they don't admit to. Yeah. And we're spending interest in numbers we cannot comprehend. And who's going to fix it? Underwood? Please. <laughs> she doesn't know how to tie her shoes without an A and B on her strings. All right. So here's the other thing. I, as you can you were tell, hoping there was another call, weren't you? I was. As you can tell, I have a hard time being told to step and fetch. Yes. I don't like being told. Just ignore the facts. And you, you just follow these guys because they're Republicans. And this has always been one of my favorite things that was not just Joe Walsh letting me do the, fill in for that week. It's that it was during that week that Paul Manafort started to head up the Trump campaign. And I gave a dissertation on what a rat Stone, Black, and Manafort, the lobbyist firm that is the reason We have the political corruption that makes Chicago Democrats blush. They're the creators of these super PACs that were allowed to raise money, which is really extort money, because they had political influence in Washington. And they represented everybody from third world dictators who were cutting off their people's hands because they didn't like them, all the way to the South American drug lords in uh, Pablo Escobar. This is who was donating to these PACs. This is why the, the transgendering Carl Rove has the kind of wealth he has and the influence he has. It's because of Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. Okay, so I particularly can't stand these guys. So I was listening to the radio on Friday and one of our fellow Salem people who I've met and who I like by the and name you've been of, on the show before in a way. I've been on a show in a Twitter war with him before, but I like him. Sean personally. from Elmwood Park. And there it is. It's Mike Gallagher. Right. Nice try, Sean. I called up and I didn't say I'm a fool. I just said, Sean, that's it. And he took me as the first call. And I want your take on it. So do you mind, McBeth? I know you didn't hear it. We don't have a whole lot of time. All right. Do we have enough time to play it? We got enough time to start getting into it. Go ahead. Go. Let's get your take on all of it. Start with Sean. Sean, you're first up on the Mike Gallagher Show. How are you? Good, Michael. I'm a big fan, and I like to get your show whenever I'm in, you know, working. I work Thank a lot you, in the car, and I'm Look, a big fan. And I never you. question it's your nice intention, <laughs> even when I disagree with you. Thank you. That means but a I lot to want, me. I, That's a nice I compliment, want to ask actually. Your opinion. Sure. I do want I do want to ask your opinion. Sure. So, Roger Stone, I've been paying attention to politics since the 70s. Mm-hmm. I have been, and I'm, you know, I was young at the time. Hey, and the torturer's lobby was a, a very offensive to me. And the idea that these guys were acting as liaisons to tyrants in our world, it always bothered me. And I recognize Roger Stone. Now, that being said, I support Donald Trump. And in 2020, when he runs against this plethora of socialism, I will mm-hmm. support him again. But that doesn't mean I have to support this clear carnival barking fraud. No, nobody's asking you. Nobody's asking you to. That's why he hasn't been affiliated with the Trump uh, Trump campaign or the Trump administration, I should say, 
in years. Right. I mean, you know what's never really mentioned, Sean, years. and I think this no. is fascinating. Let me pick your brain for a minute. Because first of all, Roger Stone, did you just see the documentary, Get Me Roger Stone? Did you happen to watch that? He was hoping you did, say yeah. No. Yeah, so you get an idea of who he is. I mean, he's a, he's a self-described, he Stop calls it. himself a political dirty trickster. Okay, so that's the world he's in. This is a guy who's in that. He's on the edge. Who knows? I mean, goes back to Nixon days. A long time. Tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back. Rebel. Okay, so that gives you an idea of of the political animal that he is. (laughs) Have you noticed that all of these guys, uh, Bannon? Uh, who's now being mentioned, by the way, as the high-ranking Trump campaign official mentioned in the Roger Stone indictment. Manafort, Papadopoulos, all of these guys. Stone, do you you recognize that Trump got rid of all of them a long time ago? And I like that. It's important. When he was... I was disgusted when he became affiliated with them. Well, he's been affiliated with them for years. And then when he was running for president and there was a whiff of impropriety, right. you know what he oh. did? He cut them loose. Okay. Now, it's his show, right? So I'm, I can't I'm gonna go too hard that. We've got about a minute left on that. Um, he cut me on a long time, I guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to queue you up coming back in, but that that's a great statement. As soon as there was a whiff of impropriety. And see, this is the problem. Believe your eyes. Not your ears as you're being propagandized. And it's the nice thing about Trump, he's pliable. He'll listen to you. And what shows you is, is this week, because he, he was in the winner's seat circle already, and he gave it up voluntarily. And the, the, the bad thing is Nancy Pelosi, she was, she's going to declare victory, and it's hard to argue with. How do you argue with that now? This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. You know what the three saddest words in the, in, in the world are? What's that? I should have. Yeah. I should have are the three saddest words I could see that. that anyone could say. Because what that represents is the absolute missed opportunity. And that's what this last week was. You know, I, I was optimistic when he came in, even though I didn't agree with any of the Trumponomics and the Keynesian and the tariffs and the lies. I didn't agree with any of that. I thought to myself, he's at least going to change some structural issues. So you want to solve immigration? It's real simple. All immigrants to America will get a bill for tuition of their children. All immigrant for 10 years. All immigrants to America for 10 years will get a bill for all medical services. Done. All immigrants to America will be illegible, will not be uh, uh, eligible for welfare, for food stamps, for sectionated housing. Ta-da! You don't have to do anything. Because that's how you disincentivize criminal action. You don't reward it. But for some reason, we're all socialists now. And Venezuela, here we come as we uh, look to the utopia of the Democrat Party collapse around us in every little field it doesn't matter we're just going to go along it's just going to be the same argument did you win in the wall did you lose in the wall all of us lost all of us lost and every uh, news program they would parade around the new family right here's the other thing all the government workers with all the pensions and all the pay you what are you you're two weeks from bankruptcy yeah so now because you're irresponsible and you've buried yourself personally, well, that's my bi- that's my problem, right? 
Because who cries for me, Argentina? Nobody. I'm so sick of the, using useful idiots. Oh, look at it. Here they are at the food bank. Yeah, well, what kind of a father? Understood. Come on. But go. To be fair, if I said to you, Sean, okay, well, uh, we're having an administrative issue. For, so for the next six weeks or so, you're going to have to come to work, but I'm not going to pay you. That's my life, brother. Well, my life but, is working but, without pay. But are you going to stay there? I do. I'm you, a real estate broker. But are you going to stay there at that job? I'm talking about if you're getting a paycheck from a place for an hourly job, not as a real estate broker. But now here's the thing. Are you going to stay in that job they, if somebody's not paying But you? they were paid. I understand. Are you going to stay in yeah. a job when somebody's not it's, paying you? Well, I'm, I, they were getting paid, and I was, no, would be I'm, getting paid. You're not answering the question. They all got their money. I'm not, no that's one not lost the question I'm nickel. asking. Not only I'm that. asking you if you're going to continue to work and stay working if you're not getting paid. At the end of the road, I am. No, I'm saying during that time. Just, just yes, sit. yes, you're, you're I do. Stay. Okay, that's my whole job. So you, if you chose that job, you know that that's a proxy. You know that that's what, did a, a TSA agent not choose his job. No, no, what, we grabbed them out I'm of college. I'm talking about the TSA agent, Sean. Yeah, good grief, dude. Yeah, so am I. But you're not realizing it. That what I'm saying is, if you choose to work for the federal government, you have to understand that as budget policy changes, you might not have your job or you might have to work and not get paid. That's how these things go. You're working for the federal government. That's a con part of the job. All the pros are the things you never hear about and you never complain about. You're skipping over the fact they all were going to get paid just at a later date. I'm not. No, okay. you're, well, you're I must not be misunderstanding. You are absolutely because they, misunderstanding. everybody who didn't get their little checks for thirty days, right. they're going to get a big fat one next Wednesday. Right, I get it. Okay, so, yeah, which has nothing to do with what I was saying. Actually, well, I just, I, I my I point like is, you so much. You parade around these people, and, and and the reality is, you don't talk about the real issue. How many people in the real world get nothing? Right. Nothing. I'm saying that if you're choosing that job, you are choosing yeah. a job which has the possibility of this happening. And and that is the point. It's not something that's disagreeing with you. Sean. No, no, no. I, I hear you. But the other thing to focus on is that every one of those people that they paraded around of us, every one of them has a better retirement plan than we, the that's people the who pros pay them. That I'm talking so about. in all the newscaster, all the propagandists from Allison Rosati stuffed into her wrap dress right. all the way up to, to the other ones. If you're in a job that works for the federal government and you're considered a non-essential employee or an essential employee, actually, either way, if you don't have, say, an open line of credit, say, a home equity line of credit, that you can draw upon in the event of a shutdown, you have no idea how your job works or the government works because this is a possibility and go. it happens. And, and Right. It's a testimony to how many people who work for the federal government oh, have man. no financial responsibility at all. Can I tell and you how surprised a lot of the young people that I've been talking to over the last few weeks have been as far as how many federal government employees there are? They, they had no idea. You're talking about almost a million people. It's 800 and what is it? 878,000 And you know what I was doing, McBeth? I was getting ready for it's the ridiculous. podcast last week. And okay. I, did some, I did some numbers on how many people work for the federal government. Yeah. If you do, it's crazy. It's dude. nuts. It's like 22 million people. If you do state, municipal, well, who, well, you okay, stretch it out. jobs are dependent on federal funding. Yeah. Not just dependent, but work. Get a check right. from a municipality right. or a government agency in one degree or, or Directly not. right. It's insane. Yeah. So you really realize that money is, it's is a money laundering all being screen. taken or borrowed. They take it from us yeah. to give to the people on the inside. Then those people on the inside vote for the politicians so they can grow government. But really, they don't take that money from us because, like I said before, the money yeah. that we pay in taxes only goes to basically cover Social Security and, and Medicare. And here's the other thing. Everything else is borrowed. Almost that number of people did not were not employed for the federal government when George Bush was in office. Yeah. Did you know that? Revolving door. So you've got a massive explosion of government employment from the time before the financial crisis to now. So they've been hiding it. 
They've been that's that's how you cook the unemployment they numbers. Been hiding it. Nobody who's looking. But here's the thing. Who's looking? When who's they going first, to Washington going, how many people have you hired in the last six years? Did you know when they first started to, to uh, calculate unemployment, they would figure out how many civilians it took to pay a government employee. And if they hired a government employee, they would back out the civilians. That's how they first calculated unemployment. Now it's just one big scheme. Keep your eye on the ball, on the magician. Me, I like to look behind the curtain. It's the Liberty Hour. If you're on the line, stay on the line. We'll be back after these messages. 312-642-5600. No one in Washington is listening. You're listening to the Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Happy birthday, Chloe. I don't know how you, you, I mean, she's she's beautiful. Yeah, that's my wife's fault. And yeah, your wife, because you are really unattractive. All right, let's go, let's go to Dawn in Plainfield. Dawn, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Uh, I like hearing you guys go back and forth. You're debating about the, the shutdown. It's entertaining. Yeah. But listen, I don't, I don't even think we would have a shutdown if Trump would have hit this issue as soon as he came into the office. But I keep, the more I think Maybe about it. Right. Maybe, right? So when he ran, he won despite of his own party. So he was running as a Republican with a Republican party that really didn't support him. So the more I think about it, I think, what if he knew, now that I'm a Republican president and I'm sitting in the office, if I bring this issue up now, that I have a controlled um, House and Senate full of Republicans, and they don't want to deal on this issue, how does that make me look, and how does that make me look when I run again in 2020? So maybe he's using this situation. The Rahm Emanuel, huh? I hear, right. I hear, yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. This is one thing that really drives me nuts. And, you know, I understand you and you, most of us came to this country from family members from other countries looking for an opportunity. And it's difficult to say, you know, no to another uh, family. But we want them to come here legally. But that's really not the issue. When you talk about the drugs, when you talk about the crime, when you talk about the the sex trafficking, to me, that's even a bigger issue. So from now on, every day, he should have border agents speaking. And that's where he's really lost the debate. It's more than just, you know, picking and choosing what laws our legislators are going to follow. Mm -hmm. To me, it's bringing out the issues out in front. Because I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there who are dealing with um, drug problems. And, sure, there's a, there, you know, it's a real issue. Well, there's a so couple. Why aren't we talking about that? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things there. First of all, the entire problem with this entire with the whole issue is the fact that the American welfare system is what the problem is. It's imploding and it's expanding at the same time. Yeah. So, if you want to solve the immigration problem, solve the American welfare problem because none of you deserve not to pay for goods and services you're receiving. Yeah. Period. End of story. So the real problem is fix the welfare system and you'll fix the immigration problem because of course you're supposed to be we're supposed to be a beacon of freedom and liberty and if you're oppressed in a different country in Venezuela in Mexico in Argentina wherever come here that's how it is supposed to work. That's how my family came here. But I'm half Italian, half Norwegian. We came to get drunk and meet broads. So that's what we did. That's why we came here. Very nice. All right. But no, the, the issue is if you didn't have the welfare system, you could have the immigration policies of that era. It wouldn't do as much damage. It wouldn't do any. 
Yeah. It wouldn't do any. In fact, it would actually fix the real economy. And because maybe instead, this time we wouldn't have to like change people's last names if they get off the boat. Instead, and... they get to hide the issue, and that's how they hide the employment. It's all. I'm telling you, Don. I have become very pessimistic because what you have here is a scheme. And it's and when I said about Rahm Emanuel, that's what Rahm Emanuel said. Yeah. Why solve the problem when you can run on the issue? And this entire thing about the shutdown, let us not forget. I think it's the problem. The American people do not understand what Congress's obligation is. Right. And that is to be fiscally responsible. That's it. You write the checks and you make laws that are supposed to add harmony and peace. Yeah, Instead, protect the people and their freedoms. Yeah. You've misused your power. You want the rest of this call? You've Yes. My call? Yeah, your call. Oh, all right. We've got saved. Acute it back a little bit. All right. So uh, let's a couple explain. Segments ago, yeah. yeah Mike, so Sean was on Mike Gallagher's show on Friday morning as as a caller, not as, as a, a guest. And I didn't plug Salem. You're not any kind of big time anything. No, nothing. And uh, you didn't plug, which is which is a solid fail. But um, <laughs> you <laughs> trumped it. I pulled a Trump. Yeah. So they were they were playing Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and everybody's reacting to the Roger Stone thing, and you get into a little nice nice little discussion with. Uh, with, uh, See, and I was in my cigar store, so Mike. I didn't hear him after they hung up uh, on me. So, well, so I, I want to hear it. This ends with the hang-up, though. I didn't say anything about you. Oh, all right. Do you, re- do you recognize that Trump got rid of all of them a long time ago? I, talking about Stone. Man, I, I like that. You, I was it's important. When he was, I was disgusted when he became affiliated with them. Well, he's been affiliated with them for years. And then when he was running for president and there was a whiff of impropriety, you know what he did? He cut them loose. Right. Now, again, but, Trump haters never give him any acknowledgement or credit for that. But don't you think it's significant? I, give him, I do think it's significant. I also think it's significant that we, as self-described conservatives, recognize that the problem with our politics is the pay-to-play scheme it has become. And that the ones, the lobbyists are playing all of us against each other. Sure. Well. And the lobbyists and the PACs and the architecture of that corruption is created by Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. Well, and, so and, we, and, and I, you I, mentioned I, I, and you mentioned two people on the on the right. Of course, you can go down the whole list of uh, again. You, you ever heard of GPS, a fusion GPS of the of the <laughs> steel? Michael, the right is our hope. <laughs> you know, I'm from Chicago. And the problem with the right is they sit complacently by or they cut themselves in on the very corruption we the voters speak nah, against. I don't think there's we complacency. I'd have to disagree with that. I don't think there's complacency. No. I think we're, we have the ability to call people out on our side. It's just that the Democrats never do on theirs, and frankly, that's why they're winning. I don't think he grasped the fact that you were talking specifically about Chicago. Uh, because it has spread to the nation. Yeah, if you would have said, you know, Republicans here or something, yeah. So See, and this, is the, this but, uh, is the problem when you play the equivocation game. Yeah. You don't solve the problem. No. And if we're going to get anywhere in this country, we're going to have to solve those core problems. Yeah, this is bad, but that guy's worse, therefore that's, I'm okay. That's so ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's all bad. And don't let them hide behind a virtue shield of a party that hasn't represented you, the American conservative, or the American people for that matter, for 50 years. The Republicans have been deceiving you and profiting while they are. Because as this goes on, you know what else goes on? The political corruption. It's growing at a rapid pace. It is a ground fire, by the way, of corruption. And by the way, we're going to probably have to send troops to Venezuela by the end of the month. Sean Thompson, Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. People, people, gotta get over before we go under. Love, 
Judd Thompson, a little funky president. A little funky president. Because I'll tell you what, you know what's funny? You listen to those songs from the 60s and all the same, the, the upheaval, the societal unrest, it's all here. Yeah. And I laughed this week, the whole thing with the, the, the uh, kid with the Trump hat on. Yeah, Sandman. Sandman. Sand Is that the man. best name ever? How does he not become an MMA guy? I, I just think you should have a room where he enters. And notice it's all the people with the sign in, like in Oak Park, hate has no home here. They should put underneath, unless it's for a white teenager, then go ahead and Un- hate away. Unless we invest ourselves in an incorrect story, in which case hate will just stay here. It is so roost. disgusting. Here's the, here's the thing. You know, it sounded like I was being hard on Trump. Yeah. I like when Trump does good things. Yeah. And you notice how he's unable to do the really good things? So he talks about pulling troops out of Syria. He talks about changing foreign policy in the Middle East. And you see how the rest of the politicians all slow walk it. Right. Because they're making hundreds of millions in their campaign coffers from this money and these contracts. That's why I demand and focus on Congress. The shutdown is not between two old bags like Pelosi and Trump. The shutdown is because Congress for the last 30 years has lost its way. And we, the American people, have gone along with them because we don't understand what a shutdown is. This is about funding. And that's it. So we sent these socialists from the Democrats. What do you think it's going to be like in two years? Where do you think that that's going to be? Oh, man. And, and, and the Look at where it was two years ago. And then look yeah. at where it was four and six years ago. It's an exponential increase. It's, it's parabolic, brother. You and, know what it is, ironically? You remember how the, when they were talking about that hockey, hockey stick graph sure, with yeah. uh, climate change it's and ex- how it's basically just based on completely made up stuff yeah. um, and hasn't come true. But that, that parabolic, that, that cha-choo. That hockey stick thing is what we see with national debt. And I've watched every program, everybody out there, the new Republicans, the old ones with the comb over and the VO5, right. and nobody's <laughs> VO5. talking about the freaking spending. And it's frying me up yeah. because the reason I get involved is because once they spend, guess what they got to do then? Yeah. They got to tax. They got to tax or they got to borrow. And, and that's, then we have to pay interest. And now you're back to the, like I say, Illinois is the spear tip because we are the political corruption that has spread. Yeah. Once you put Obama there, that's it. It's over with. Yeah, it's systemic now. And that failure is the weapon that will be used against you. Government strength is in its failure because they straddle us, the American people, with the liability. Yeah, we're talking about a wall, but really, and I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, and I'd love it for you not to because we should end this show screaming at each other. I like it. Um, I think the number one threat to our national security is our debt. Absolutely. Ah, dang it. I was hoping you would disagree Absol- Well, with that's that. what the shutdown's about. I was hoping you'd say, you no, have- no, it's this, and then we could just... Yeah. You know what I get disgusted, and you see it in Europe, hmm. when, the, when the people vote and they speak in one voice and they say, yeah. let's change something, and you see politicians slow walking. And they go, okay, well, maybe we'll do... The- oh, no. Well, Brexit. Let's have a no confidence vote. It's exactly Look at what Brexit. I was thinking about. Brexit well, then- is a scam, because the, the powers that be, they say, you know what? If, Screw the people. If you look at that's what's what the happening Democrats in France, and Republicans and do. most people haven't, by the way. France is a severely unreported story. But if you look at what's happened in France, it started with a gas tax, supposedly. But that was just the straw that broke camel's back. As soon as they were lending on the gas tax, people didn't leave the streets. And you know what? They're, they're still, they, they're still there. It's about the system. Trump had an opportunity to really destroy them on the spending. Yeah. Because around the world, I know we're trapped in our little utopia here, but around the world it's imploding. Yes. And it's imploding because the policies that are the Democrat platform are a failed socialist system. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And it fails in Venezuela, and it fails in France, and it fails here in America. And in Scandinavia, they're moving toward more... Why uh, miss the opportunity? Less socialism. Of course, I love it. Yeah. And that's why Bernie stopped talking about it. 
you. It's a practical matter. It's a matter we didn't of get to we didn't get to the the high cheekbones fraud, the Indian Pocahontas, and how mm. she wants to limit fifty million dollars. Get it right. Trump gets it wrong too. He says po. It's Pocahontas, like fake po. We didn't get to a lot of topics, but we will during the podcast. Yeah, why not? I'll tell you what. Maybe I'll crash your podcast this week. I would love it. I need three more hours. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back next Sunday night if I don't run the Florida, which is a true possibility. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. I have to go home. 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 Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 